0: Well, my dear friends, I am so delighted to tell you, it's official, we're open again. After all these months, Serenity, Essence and Beauty by little old me, Chantel Rose, is finally back in business. Hoorah! You know something, I couldn't wait to lift those shutters this morning. Oh, I was excited. My girls were, too. Just like me, they've been absolutely doing their nuts with boredom. Stuck at home for all these months. I think my chief stylist, Andrea, has felt this more than anyone. I do feel for her. I mean, she was due back off maternity in January. So effectively, she'd been stuck in that house for well over a year, Can you imagine that with a screaming baby? Oh, dear. She kept texting me all through lockdown, asking when we could reopen. She was climbing the walls. One of her texts just said, Bugger Boris, let's open on the sly. Daft sod, as if I'd do that. Strictly between you and me. I don't think motherhood's agreeing with Andrea at all. I asked her this morning how her little Magenta Marie was doing and she just said that she's a very loud and needy child and that breastfeeding had absolutely obliterated her tits. She was patching one of my ladies while telling me all this, so I gave her a look and left the conversation there. She knew I wasn't happy. I had to have a word with her later, and I told her that my ladies pay good money to be pampered, not to listen to her gruesome horror stories, thank you very much. I said, in future, dear, leave your nipples at the door. She saw my point, or should that be points, and apologized. So we swiftly moved on. I don't bear a grudge. All my girls know that. Poor Andrea, though. She's never been the maternal type, so I don't know what the hell she was thinking having a baby. God knows how she'll cope when the second one comes along. She goes on maternity again in August. She said she was mortified when she found out she was expecting again. Said she thinks this one may have been conceived that day in January when her broadband went down and without Netflix. What else were they going to do? I said to her, you need to get Sky." Until Lady Jean was back in today. Well, she was on form, I might add. We had a nice little catch-up first thing over a coffee, and I asked her what she'd been up to over lockdown. She said she'd been keeping herself busy, and that she'd used the time to develop a fairly substantial drinking problem. She said that she's doing her best to curb it now she's out of the house again, but she did say she had a bottle of Gordon's in her handbag just in case the cravings got a bit too much. I said I'd turn a blind eye if she needed to spill a drop in her chamomile tea, and then she said she already had done. Well, that made total sense of the tipsy demeanour and the sudden glow? I thought she was having one of her hot flushes initially, but there you go. I think I may have to keep an eye on Jean. I might have to send her on a course or something if the boo starts interfering with her work too much. I mean, I'm all for keeping her jolly behind that blasted counter, but you've got to keep your wits about you when handling cash.' Plus, I don't want her to start getting lippy with a town now that she's a lush. I used to work in a bar, so I'm fully aware of just how nasty Gin can turn a person. It seems that Jean hasn't been the only one to indulge in hobbies over the lockdown. A few of my girls told me they've also taken up new pastimes. Little Tracy is obsessed with her keep fit now. She said she hasn't had a sniff of opacity in months. Then there's our fabulous spray tana Fiona. She's randomly taken up dry stone walling, which is rather different. And Claire, our little poppet on nails, was telling me how she and her chap have become kinky sex enthusiasts. She said her hubby's really taken to being tied up and enjoys her walking up and down his back in flip-flops. She said that on the whole, she quite enjoys it, too, but that her husband must have a very high pain threshold because they can go on for hours, and in all the time they've been doing it, he's never once had to use their safe word, which apparently is cauliflower. I mooted that this might be because she's wearing flip-flops, and that stilettos might be a better choice for inflicting pain on a person. She took this on board and then scooted off to text her chap. I think that could be a game-changer for them. Oh, it has been good to get back into the swing of things today. It really has. I decided we'd treat the whole day as a sort of reopening party. So we gave nibbles and fizz to the customers. All served in a Covid-compliant fashion, of course. Fret not the nibbles were all sealed. And clients were asked not to eat them, or even touch them, but to just, you know, look at them through a screen. As for the fizz, well, we served that with environmentally friendly straws. Oh, one has to look after the environment as much as possible. So customers could poke the straw through the side of the face mask and sip away to their heart's content. Initially, silly me, Jean was in charge of the fizz, but needless to say, we had to withdraw her duties when Andrea found her sneaking a swig in the kitchen, so that was one strike against Jean. Oh, it was so nice to see my clients again, all of them looking suitably knackered and shabby, I might add. If I told you it was like Day of the Dead when I first opened the door and saw them all lined up. I think you'll get the picture. Jean had arranged all the appointments a few weeks ago, but obviously being pissed as a skunk, she'd cocked up and given my ten o'clock to seventeen different ladies. So that was a bit of a hairy moment to start the day off with. I said, Jean, darling, everyone knows I can multitask, but... Seventeen? That's stretching it a little bit. Obviously, I had to give her a verbal warning for this, which was another strike, unfortunately. She got rather upset at this point, had a little cry and took herself off, well, for a swig of Gordon's, I assume, because she came back five minutes later singing Kay, sarah, sarah, and nodded off by the counter. We decided to leave her there. Andrea's worked the till before, so she stepped in. She did actually welcome a break from her chair anyway. Well, the thing is, hers is under the air con, and, well, everybody could see that the cold blasts were aggravating her nipples. We closed at six o'clock, and after we'd cleaned and tidied up, we all had a little staff meeting to review how the day had gone. I told my girls how proud I was of them, and I gave them all a bottle of wine each for their efforts. I thought it was only right and fair. All except for Jean, of course. I think she'd had more than enough by this point. I did in fact have to have another word with her mid-afternoon about her conduct behind the counter. Believe me, I am no party pooper, and I'm all for my staff enjoying the music on the radio, but I do draw the line at grinding. She apologised, but, you know, it's like I said to her, Jean, my love, sorry won't make us unsee what we saw, will it? She was straddling the counter like a bloody bronco. And God knows what the customers must have thought. Poor Mr. Peckover did not know where to look. And I'm sure he didn't appreciate Jean winking at him and telling him to get up and shake his money maker for her. Completely uncalled for. That was strike number three, that was. Any more, and she is definitely going on a course. Anyway, deep breath all in all it's a delight to be back again. And not a bad first day really. Give or take a few minor hiccups. And of course one very rat assed gene. And we get to do it all again tomorrow. Can't wait. Oh, I think I need a bloody gin. Life's a Gas was written by Ben Ellis and performed by Sarah Starling. Like, share, subscribe and leave us a review. Why not? Thanks for listening.